This is a Beanbag Chair Media Production. I'm Garrett. I'm a performing musician by trade, graduated with a bachelor's degree in music production, and have been binging anime for almost two decades. And I'm Emily. I'm a classically trained violinist and have been indulging in the animes since I was a wee little human. And this is an anime review podcast, where we help the new viewer decide where they want to start while taking the super fan on a deep dive into the overlooked realm of music and sound effects. Hello, anime family. We are back, guys. <laughs> We're back. It only took fucking... Like, fucking six months. Took a long time. Way longer than we had originally anticipated, but a lot has happened in the past six or seven months or so. Uh, see, let's start with, I got a new job. Uh, I also am in a band, as most of you guys know already, and we just started releasing all of our original music. What else happened, Emily? We got sick. We got sick. Not COVID. Nope. It was bad. Uh, everybody in the house got sick. And then Mabry broke her arm. Um, I quit my job at Ramen. Yeah. You're working on getting a new job? I am working on it. If any of you guys out there have any work from home <laughs> jobs that uh, need to be filled, please hit me up. Um, working we, on we myself. Moved. Fuck, we, we moved. moved. We have this great studio We got a new space. studio. We're no longer using our living room, which is fabulous. Oh, it's wonderful. It's its, its so own wonderful. space. We got these awesome clouds over our head. Hell yeah. In the studio. Yeah. We, we've done a lot. We've been busy. Um, it's been a lot of uh, time management and having Garrett learn how to have time management. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's probably true. That's exactly true. Um, but nonetheless, we were thinking about you guys the whole fucking time oh we've been like kicking ourselves we we have been dying to get season two underway and i'm so happy to be back because i mean if you guys couldn't tell from the intro song this week we get to do one of my favorite new generation animes we get to do jujutsu kaisen it's pretty fucking exciting pause for applause yeah yeah we're we're really fucking pumped and I hope all of you guys got to see Jujutsu Kaisen Zero in theaters as we did, yes. which was awesome. Um, and side note there, if you guys are new, there's definitely going to be spoilers in this uh, in this podcast episode. We so, just can't help ourselves. No, there's, there's going to be spoilers. So that being said, you can listen through them. We'll do our best not to make any crazy spoilers or anything like that. But I do want to give you a tip before you leave. Watch the movie first. Oh, yes. Watch the movie first. Uh, I really think it'll make a lot more sense. We went and rewatched Jujutsu Kaisen season one. Um, we usually always rewatch whenever, especially if it's something that we saw like over a year or something ago. Um, anytime that we want to do an episode, we'll rewatch it mainly to focus on the music because the first time around, like you're so in- involved in the storyline that sometimes, like, you forget you know, to listen. You, you notice the the music, but it's not something that you're listening for. So that we usually watch a second time around just to 
get an idea of how the music plugs into the storyline and what's happening. And Jujutsu Kaisen was an interesting one. I have a bunch of critiques and a lot of praise at the same time. It's, yeah, there's uh, very strange, very mixed emotions. Lots of roller coaster of of uh, of critiques here. Um, mostly good, honestly. Uh, we also have on this season we have a new rating system, uh, and of course, since it is anime, we will be rating the music and the audio out of seven stars. Most of you guys should get that, and if you don't, you're too young to listen to this. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, so let's get this fucking show on the road, shall we? We got tons to talk we about. We have lots to talk about. This is probably going to be a pretty long episode. Just hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Also, actually, I have one more thing to say. Okay. We fail. You want to know why, Gary? How did we fail? You want to know why we fail? I mean, we fail for a lot of reasons, but <laughs> what's this one? Uh, we did not do well on our New Year's resolution this year. Oh, we haven't? Well... The year's not over. <laughs> the year's not over. Okay, honestly, you guys really want to know what it is? I, if you if you didn't know already, our New Year's resolution was to watch One Piece. To start One Piece. Yes, start One Piece. And we haven't done that yet, mostly because, like, I want to film the process, but I also really enjoy smoking weed. <laughs> that's, so, that's truth. And so I'm like, I'm just too high to film it. You know what I mean? I it must. It actually might be more entertaining. It'll it'll be more entertaining. <laughs> I think a lot of the reason too is that for this podcast, we have to like we have to have content. And if we start something, we're binging it. We just watched the first season of the Rising Shield Hero in like three days. Yeah, we did. That was really good. We also watched Platinum End. We also watched Platinum End in like three days. That one took a little longer because we kept. We watched it too late at night and kept falling asleep. <laughs> uh, Garrett kept falling asleep, just for everybody's <laughs> information. But uh, that's all I had to say because I want to, you know, it's like a continuation from our birthday party last year. And I would like to, you know, keep that conversation going like the G's that we are. So, anyways, back to Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> let's get this show on the road. I'm going to take it away. Go let's for do it. it. This show aired October of 2020 through March of 2021 uh, for the winter season. That is 24 episodes. And before we get into the summary, it should be noted that this anime won Anime of the Year in 2021 from the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. And in the same year, won Best Antagonist for Sukuna's character. Of course. Of course. Duh. All right. Summary time, Emily. All right, I wrote this one myself, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. But it's we're, a great one. We're gonna it go works. For it. All right, curses, which, as you should know by now, develop from negative emotions, and these curses are exercised by a secret organization, Jujitsu Sorcerers, of which Yuji Itadori trains to fulfill the long-term goal of killing Sukuna, the special grade curse dwelling within him. That's Good a job. that's a good enough that's a good enough summary. That's I plenty. thought it was really good for for no spoilers. Yeah, that's pretty goddamn good. Mm, now, get it, Emily. Mm. <laughs> now the studio don't let it go to your head or anything. Oh, I'm letting it. Yeah, you are. Uh, the studio that that made this anime is a titan of studios. Mappa, of course, you guys should all know them by now. Oh yes. Yes. Um, it is also titan. licensed. Uh, for streaming by Crunchyroll and for home video if you want to buy it through Viz Media. Yes. Now, the original creator, I'm going to let Emily take this one because she has done so much research. <laughs> Four pages worth here that I'm reading from. 
I got a little carried away. All you right. You did a great job. Original creator, Gege Akutami. Uh, the pen name of the JJK manga. Um, kind of an unknown gender, but we're all kind of getting the idea that it's a man. But for purposes, we're just going to say they. Yeah. As most of us know now, it's a sequel to JJK Zero, previously called Tokyo Metropolis Curse Technical School. And I'm so fucking glad that they changed it. Yeah, this is better. Yeah. For sure. Zero was published in 2017 to 2018. And Jujutsu Kaisen, as we are talking about, was published 2018 to the present time. This is the first series created by Akutami since they began publishing in 2014 that is a series. All of the other ones have been one-shots, and it was published in the weekly Shonen Jump. Akutami lists the writers of Bleach, Hunter Hunter, and Neon Genesis Evangelion as their influence. Then, Jujutsu Kaisen won Akutami the 2020 Grand Prize winner of the Mondo Kobayashi, which is a monthly manga variety show, highlighting hundreds of manga within the segments. So basically, just like a highlight of I want to watch that manga. show. I know. I want to watch I've it, too. I've never heard of this I, show. Because now that's... It might give me some inspiration to read some manga. I just don't have time to read. We do. We just choose not to. I would rather watch anime. We got honestly. time for all this stuff. We just choose not to do it. But I also would rather watch anime. <laughs> for sure. Now, this anime was directed by Sung Hoo Park, who is also known for his work with The God of High School which I really enjoyed The God of High School, actually. I was nervous about it. I wasn't sure about the animation or the story, um, but I was pleasantly surprised by that. But we're not talking about that right now. I am much happier with the work that he did in Jujutsu Kaisen. I can't stress this enough. This is one of my favorite animes. Oh, my God. I'm serious. Um, He got into the anime industry after watching Macross, Do You Remember Love, and started through the studio Comet produced Initial D, then through MAPPA. Now, aside from The God of High School, he was the assistant director of Banana Fish and worked on the opening sequence for Zombieland Saga. We have bad news, though, and maybe good news. He has left MAPPA to work alongside his newly developed staff at his new studio, E&H Production, as a permanent employee. However... He was only considered a freelancer at MAPPA, so the chances that he will be back to direct season two are not gone. There's still hope for consistency. We love consistency. We do love consistency. And, I mean, you did such a great job. The story was amazing. It was hilarious. Like, it had the, the enough comedy and musical comedy, which we will get into yes. later down the road once we talk about the, the OST. That is our job. Yes. All right. The sound director was Akiko Fujita. He did Doro Hidoro, which was awesome. Kake Gurui, which was awesome. And Wonder Egg Priority, which we haven't seen. Nope. Uh, sound effects were done by Katsuhiro Nakano. He did Anohana, The Flower We Saw That Day, My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu, and Tora Dora. We haven't seen any of this. Neither of them. And we got to step our game up. I, I feel like we've seen so many, and yet... Well, that's kind of what I'm, I'm saying about One Piece, is that we need a ton of content before we start straight binging One Piece. You're right. Because... We, we still need to make episodes. And, That's true. You know, we, we have to pace ourselves with One Piece. That's all. I don't want to. You ready to binge it? I'm ready. I think we can do it like, you know, seasons at a time. I don't like Same that. with the Black Lagoon. We, haven't, we still need season two of Black Lagoon. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. 
Now, I am super excited because we got the, the credentials out of the way for the anime. It's time for the music, everybody. It is time. Uh, I think this is one of Emily's favorite openers. This is my one of my favorite openers and honestly, probably one of my favorite bands. I have so many saved songs on my Spotify from Eve and they show up on my release radar like nobody's business. Oh, yeah? Nobody's business. <laughs> I have so many songs saved by them, and all of them are so good. It's so crazy. They are very They're good. They're super talented. I really like Eve, too. Um, well, opening number one, Kai Kai Kitan by Eve. Mm. <laughs> it appears on episodes one through 13, and it was released as an EP with six other songs in December of 2020 under the Toys Factory label titled Kai Kai Kitan slash Ayo No Waltz. The EP peaked at number three on Oricon and number one on the singles chart, of course, which I do say so myself is very, very well deserved. I'm reading Emily's notes on that one, but I agree with that statement, Emily. <laughs> Thank you. And the song highlighted Kai Kai Kitan exceeded 250 million online streams. Those savages. Straight savages. Straight savages. That's a fuckload. Eve, let's get right into him. The singer and Vocaloid producer who got his start on Nico Nico doing covers in 2009. Nico Nico is a Japanese video sharing platform. He is influenced by pop culture, specifically movies, various movies, when creating music. Eve is also featured in Dororo. Dororororo. Dororo, row your boat. He's featured oh, in Dororo. <laughs> and Josie, the tiger and the fish, which I've heard is very, very, very sad. I haven't actually heard of that one. That's like a tearjerker anime. Oh. Fun fact about Eve. He has a non-album single based on It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. Sorry, uh -huh. It's Gonna Be May. We're coming up on May, aren't we? Yeah. Sweet. Like in a couple of weeks. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm ready to listen to it. Let's fucking Let's listen to it. it. Let's do it. I'm so ready. All right. I I have um ninety percent learned this on my violin. Ninety percent? Ninety percent. The beginning is really hard. The opener or just like the whole song? Just the opener. Okay. So you got ninety seconds that you gotta learn. You got ninety percent of ninety seconds? Ninety percent of ninety seconds. Hurt. That's a really like hard song to play on a violin. I haven't even tried. To listen to it, to learn it. So I'm. Let's let's do it right now. Fuck it. Let's do go. Do it, Garrett. I Here know it you, is. I know you got it. Kai Kai Kitan. It's so groovy. It's very groovy. And I love the effects that they put on his voice. Oh, yeah, that That's production technique is yeah. really cool. Lots of saturation. And then they clean it up. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they put an effect on it, and then it's and then it's just, like, zooms into a whole new level. You got Gojo in the opener right there. And Sakuna. Like, if you're not humming this after this episode is over, then we're not doing our jobs correctly. <laughs> and they just did a really good job with the opening sequence as well. 
they highlight all of the characters necessary and doing all of their their technique. Cool little bridge section here. I guess you call it a bridge. More like a post-chorus. We'll turn around back into it. Cool bass line. The instrumentation is there. The way they mixed it is there. The way that they formulated the song in general. And even the full version is very good as well. Like, it's... Uh, I Eve is a great band. And it is. And, and there's so many different... Um, I think I, I sent this song to Garrett and I was like, whoa, look, listen to this full version. Like, it's it's 10 times better than the TV version. They left out so many good parts. But then when you're Eve, I guess it's really oh, the parts hard to, to, to pick. pick what parts you want to <laughs> put in there. That's up to the discretion of the uh, director and opening sequence animators. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics aren't very far from from how this fits with Jujutsu Kaisen either. Um, the first line is the crowding mass, the human nature, deceiving, manipulating, unmerciful, just like a ghost. And then cleanse the darkness. Once the night descends, that's the sign. Facing each other is a revolving loop. Let's split all this nonsense away. So, I mean, if those lyrics aren't fitting enough for this particular anime, then, I mean, is this not like a God tier type of OP? You think it's God tier OP? God tier OP. I wouldn't go as far as that. I mean, Mayday was pretty good. Mayday was nuts. And we have to talk about the attack on Titan OP. Oh my God, we dude. cannot. We cannot. Dude. Preston, I cannot wait. I cannot wait till we get to this, uh, the latest part. Because fuck Attack on Titan for oh, presenting yeah, part, a three? part three. Those assholes. fuckers. <laughs> also, I have to mention to Preston too, because... Um, I remember on your on your TikTok, you would ask, like, which do you think is better, Jujutsu Kaisen or Demon Slayer as an anime? And I'm going to go with Jujutsu Kaisen, homie. See, I, I, I almost, I don't, I just don't know. I still don't know. I'm still unsure about that because, I mean, even watching it in dub with the kids, like watching the story, not necessarily. We have the, a movie and 24 episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen and they beat Demon Slayer so far. Okay, if you say so. I loved the season finale of the most recent season of Demon Slayer, but uh, it's it's Jujutsu Kaisen's just Jujutsu Kaisen is like I feel like it's almost in a realm of its own compared to Demon Slayer because the story the, has been done before, sure, but it's like it feels unique. It does, and um, the humor's each of better, the, and each of the characters, the characters has are way their, more lovable. Yeah, the characters have their own like unique traits. Nobara's a straight bitch, but goddamn, she's a straight like she's a strong bitch. She's a strong, strong independent bitch. bitch. Like that last episode. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Oh, that was awesome! I got so excited waiting for that episode, and it was so funny because we kept falling asleep every time we'd come to the finale, and I'd wake up and I'd see Nobara's last straw doll resonance technique. Oh, I'm yeah. like, son of a bitch, I can't wait till we can watch the whole scene again. <laughs> but uh, alas. But alas. Now, I totally am a dumbass and forgot to mention to you guys that you can click the link in our description of the episode to follow along to all the songs that we're listening to. So if you wanted to pause it and listen to it at full blast and blow your fucking ear holes out, I do highly it. recommend it. Do it. Do it. Fucking do it. Um, yeah, there's a YouTube playlist for you guys down in that description. 
So I think we can move on to ending number one. Ending number one. Did you cover enough of the lyrics that you wanted to go over? Yeah. Cool. All right. Ending number one. Emily, take it away. Ending number one, Lost in Paradise by Ali featuring Aklo. This one was covered episodes two through 13. It won the best ending sequence at the 2021 Crunchyroll Awards. Now, this this particular ending, I was super skeptical of. Like, very skeptical of. And as a critic, I have to be a critic here, it doesn't belong on every episode of the 13 or the no. 12 episodes that it was on. No. It, it belongs on some of them. It feels to me like a filler episode ending, and this show didn't really have fillers. No, not at all. There's like some humorous episodes where it could have, it it definitely belonged at the end of those episodes, but they could have done better. For example, well, we'll we'll get into it when we talk about the OST. Keep going with the ending. Uh, So this one was released December of 2020 as their second single. It was never released on an album. It peaked at 28 on the Oricon. Now, Ali, which strangely stands for Alien Liberty International. Love it. <laughs> they are a multinational hip-hop funk band hailing from all parts of the world. They formed in Tokyo, but they're all from Europe, America, Asia, Africa, like basically the true melting pot of a hip-hop funk band. Alien Liberty, baby. Mm-hmm. Active since 2016. And then we've got some tea spilling for you. Yeah, some juicy deets. You know, but I also got some facts. Um, I didn't have to highlight it, but I'm gonna. Uh, the drummer, Cajadio, was arrested and indicted for ATM fraud, which caused the band to go on an indefinite hiatus in March 2021. Now, I remember I'm pre- that. I'm pretty sure, um, you know, this was kind of all over the place because their song was taken off of Spotify. It was like a kind of a big deal. Um, however, as of November... The hiatus has been lifted just without the former drummer. So they are continuing to make music, but they found a new drummer, which I don't blame them whatsoever. Yeah. ATM fraud's kind of a big deal. Indeed, indeed. Uh, the band has also been featured in Stars with their very first single. Now, I, it's quite important to mention this. So Aklo, who's featured on here, is a Japanese-Mexican hip-hop artist. His debut album was released in 2012 and debuted at number one on the iTunes overall chart. He was also selected as the best new artist on iTunes that year. So there's quite a bit going on with these two artists. And um, I can now groove to the song because it's grown on me. I like the song standalone. Yeah, I like the song standalone. I also agree. It doesn't really fit. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't. I didn't fit every like set. it on episode two. I no. did not think it fit. Um, I do enjoy the ending sequence though, as a whole, uh, because it does add to that. Like, it grabs the personality of of the characters. It's got some some comedy and a little bit of irony in there too. But even at the beginning, I had a problem with that as well. But yeah, I I stand behind what I said. It doesn't belong in every episode. Yeah. Not at all. So let's listen to it, right? Yeah, let's do it. I think that's what we do. That's, that's what we do here what we on do this here. podcast. Here we go. Nice. Lost in Paradise. I love the saxophone, though. And you know, this uh, ending sequence kind of inspired like a whole new way to do art as well. It does have a really cool animation. 
And the hook's really cool. It's a groovy fucking song. It's also kind of nice because I really don't have to, you know, translate because it's mostly in English. It's also a pretty interesting chord progression. It's got a got a good groove. Yeah. Um, it's very melodical. It's intelligent musically. I usually hate ooh and ah uh-uh. I guess, well, yeah, I mean, that's pretty pop. But it fits here. Yeah. Uh, and. I think it's when it's it, at the end of a lyric or something, then they go like, ooh, ah. And I'm like, I don't like that. Don't do that. Or the hey, yes, and the yeah. oh, no's, and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I hate it at the end of a lyric. The thing with uh, the idea of combining hip hop and funk, they did a great job. They did. Normally, when you think of, well, when I think of rappers and not hip hop, not necessarily hip hop has usually way better beats than than rap, in my opinion, mostly because I don't hear a lot of musical ingenuity uh, or in- well, it's usually in- on a looped beat. And so there really isn't much musicality when it comes to rap. But hip hop can vary with hip hop's the- better. With their progressions and their chord use. And sometimes even hip-hop, like Kendrick Lamar, like he'll use different like instrumentation. And it's not all a loop. Or even even Kanye has some of those amazing... Some, some, he's a musical genius yeah, oftentimes. At the beginning. He's he a musical, musical genius. genius at the beginning. I will still... Now I, he's just fucking crazy. I don't want a blanket statement all of rap and hip-hop as a whole. Because there, there are some very intelligent musicians uh, in those genres but i just don't hear it a lot on the top 40 or whatever i don't it sounds the same but mm-hmm. that's it for the opening well opening one and ending one so i think it's lyric time yeah i i mean there's i i don't really find this fitting in any way i mean we all hear the lyrics so gotta get it homie gotta move it if you're gonna do it then push everything to the side everybody just Talk, nobody really do it. You should keep a secret until you actually do it. I stand behind that statement, though. <laughs> keep it a secret until you actually do it. I Surprise mean, people. Yeah, I, I agree with the statement, but does it fit what is happening in the anime? Absolutely. Technically, technically yes, it does. Because, well, spoiler, guys. Only one part. The main part. They faked his death. That wasn't the they main kept, part. They that kept was it a, a secret, and they trained him while they they told all of his friends he was dead. That and then wasn't they came, the whole part, though. Okay, not the whole part. That it was, was like a, a part. It was a huge chunk. Well, for the twelve episodes that that this song was over, still not the whole part. The whole part of the twelve episodes that it was yeah, over. No, pretty much. No. Pretty much. Episode two, he was still alive. Yeah, alive. They they, they did it early. It was like foreshadowing. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Is it's I, I'm trying to be the good cop here, okay? I'm trying to give it you don't need to I, I'm be trying there's to no give necessity. It some credibility. No necessity for good cop. It does technically fit. Okay. In one part, but we even said that it doesn't fit every episode. So I mean, I'm just I, like No, I totally agree. Okay. Cool. 
glad to know that we're on the same page now. <laughs> Shut God up. damn. Shut up. Let's move on to the God OST. Damn. Let's move on to the OST. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Calm down. Matthew McConaughey. I would never. The original soundtrack deliciousness. <laughs> I will read every single one of your notes that you put in front of me. Please. This was released in April of 2021 as a two-disc set under the Anime Limited label. It features various artists throughout the OST, including Masato Hayakawa from Cold Rain. You guys should know Cold Rain yes. because we just talked about the Mayday. Uh, Fire Force OP number two. Fantastic song. Uh, it has 60 songs total with a duration of two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, 30 tracks on each disc. It was a lot of music to listen to, and we took it in bites. That's for sure. We did. Um, and the composers on this, we have three of them on this one. Arisa, Okehazama. I, <laughs> we're going to make fun of ourselves for how poorly we're pronouncing your names. I'm so sorry about that. Um, they, they are new to the anime composing world with only the God of High School uh, as their credit prior to Jujutsu Kaisen, which means that Sungu Park probably liked them a lot to bring them in again for the musical composition team for, G for JJK. Uh, also, we have... Hiroaki Sutsumi. A seasoned composer. First anime composition was Hyperdimension Neptunia in 2013. And since, they have done Monster Musume, Akashic Records of a Bastard Magic Instructor, Dr. Stone, Tokyo Revengers, and My Senpai is Annoying. And they are... Very good at their job because yes. I really enjoyed all those OSTs. Yeah, Dr. Stone was good. It was fitting. Tokyo Avengers was good too. Yeah. Monster Masume even fit, you know? <laughs> they, they, and Akashic Records of a Bastard Magic Instructor. I really want to rewatch that. I remember it, but I don't know. It felt like it flew by. Uh, and last but not least, we have Yoshimasa Terui. Terui. There we go. They are a guitarist for an alt-rock band. Oh, get it, Oh, baby. my God. Come on. Haisui Nonasa. I think that's right. <laughs> Haisui Nonasa. JJK is his first big composition role in anime, and although not credited for the overall composition within the anime, he has done the theme, composition, lyrics, and arrangement for High Score Girl, and Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? So, another another seasoned, semi-seasoned composer. I enjoy this team. Um, lots of mixed reviews from me on this one, though. Mm -hmm. And I guess let's start with... Uh, you want to start with our rating? Both Emily and I kind of agree. Yeah, I, I think a, a rating to start would be good to kind of give you an idea about how we really thought because then we can talk about our overall notes and kind of dive into like our favorites and guys I even put X's I put X's next to my things I've never put an X on something I've like ticked it off and been like there's something about this that I don't like but not overall but there were some that I was just like flat out no and I had a problem with the very end I had a massive problem with the very end. Well, before I guess before the reading, let's get into some of the pros before okay. we talk shit. Okay, okay. All right, you're right. It was not a bad OST. No, there it's were not. There were just uh, things that I felt could they have They got been, negative points. 
for some yes. of those things. But let's yes. talk about the pros. The pros are first and foremost the the comedy uh, and the bond that they got. That was my honestly probably my favorite thing. Uh, the music that they composed for the bond of the best of friendos, Itadori and Toto. <laughs> that was that was fucking hilarious. What they did. What they did with the score was not just like comedy and irony and they they captured the moment and the bond between those two and the imagination of Toto. It was all slice of life. It was beautiful. I hope we I, we might play one of those. We're going to keep it relatively short cuz there's a lot to unpack. I mean, out of there's this 60 tracks. Yeah, That's there's a lot. a lot. Two and a half hours worth of stuff that we're boiling down into minute segment here uh another pro would be one how well it was produced even though even the songs that i didn't necessarily like they did them really well and I, i'd heard those types of songs before i've heard those chord progressions before i've heard those grooves before but they it was produced well it was mixed really well the mixing engineer yes phenomenal phenomenal the job. mixing engineer was actually uh one of the composers Really? Yes. Which one? Uh, I believe it was Hiroaki Satsumi. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they. you did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job with this OST. Uh, and another pro would be the, the environment, the musical environment that they created for the cursed, the curses, all of the, the cursed world that we are being sucked into. They captured that tone so well and the feeling of those curses so well um whether it was powerful curses weak curses using curse techniques it was cohesive it was a, a it was an entire audio world that they grabbed um and they did a phenomenal job with it yes they did um i also now this could be a hit or a miss but i'm gonna find it as a pro so they really uh, jumbled up the composers. So it kind of, it. one of my first notes was this OST is unexpected. Like you never really know what kind of turn it's going to take. And something that I liked up until the very last four songs was that they kept it thematically correct for the theme of curses. Um, they stayed on theme throughout the entire OST up until that time. And they were all done by different... By all three different composers had a like their own way of developing the curse sound. And so I really liked that, that you kind of got a take from each of the composers on what they saw as curses. And yet they all kept it in the same bounds of um, thematically EDM music. Yeah, you know? not, not just EDM too. It was very, it was also motivated. But it was, it too. was, it, yeah, it, they did a really good job. And I think the curses were probably my favorite songs. Um, aside from, you know, a couple other ones that I gave stars. Uh, but the first one that I starred that I put a circle and then I put baby stars around the circle was Suckinus song. Oh, Suckinus song was awesome. Yeah, I definitely would like to play that one. But I I didn't really have a whole lot of over, overall notes. Even my second note was, this is such a versatile OST. I have which quite is, a few. I have yeah, quite a few I... I had a really hard time um, summarizing how I felt about this OST because it is very 
sometimes it's very orchestral and it's very beautiful. And, and something I applaud about it is that there are a ton of different instruments that they use. Like they don't just stick with the standard like orchestral rock EDM. They throw in traditional instrumentation. They throw in Chinese instruments and instruments that you've you've never even heard of. Probably, uh, what is one of them? A. I really enjoyed the sound of the hammer dulcimer. An air hue. An air hue. That's that's the Chinese two stringed. Uh, cello-looking thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, um, you know, there's a hammered dulcimer that sounds really good. We actually want to highlight it when we get to that point because it sounds so dark and it's such a beautiful song. But it does. I, I really wanted to highlight the it adds the, to the creepiness. The, yeah, the use of different instrumentation that they included in this OST is fabulous. And the arrangement and uh, the compositional, like the the musical composition of some of these songs, how they captured chaos and um, the, some of the melodies, like really jumped all over the scale, which I loved. Uh, and even rhythmically, it, it jumped everywhere. It was very very cool. Uh, I'm gonna jump into my um, into my overall notes because I feel like some cons are gonna come out. One in particular is they often with the insert songs or and maybe they aren't even considered insert songs they consider them a composition they added lyrics and a lot of rap in this that they didn't they didn't do enough effects to the vocals to make it sound more like an instrument than a vocalist so it steps on the dialogue and the fight scenes quite a bit yeah, something that, you know, in our second time around, that's something that we definitely look at is how the music balances with the scene. And there were quite a few occasions where it was like, man, this... It's distracting. This song overpowers what's happening and you can't hear Itadori say something really powerful. And it's like... A, or it it's takes a away from how powerful it is. It's a powerful scene and you know that it's a powerful scene. You can see it. But when you're listening to the music behind it and what's happening in the scene, it really kind of gets a little jumbled and then all of it's kind of fucked. Yeah. One thing that they even could have done better, uh, there's an insert song that was amazing. Beautiful. One of my favorite ones. I think it is, is it the last song? No. Um, that was, I think it was. We'll, we'll get to it. I will find it in just a second, but that one could have it been. It was track 43. Track 43. Yeah. That one was absolutely beautiful, and what they should have done instead of let, instead of letting those lyrics step on the dialogue, that was kind of like um, it was a turning point in the anime. That they could have let the music run and then just finished out the, the whole song, the insert song with the lyrics and everything as the ender, instead of playing, ending number one. Yep, it was. And and I even and they went back. Played them back to back. Yeah, we even went back into that particular episode. It was episode thirteen, and you go back into that episode, and it's the very end, and it's right. Spoiler alert: If you've continued on this long, it's when he basically is like, "I'm gonna kill him," and his friend that he's now like, you know, he's gonna kill the patchwork curse. Yeah, and and it's like this beautiful song from this. Uh, this man who was a finalist on The Voice. So he's got this beautiful 
bright Such a great voice. Song. And then, and it's a very hard hitting moment. Super and then emotional. Almost instantaneously, your whole vibe just changes. And it's like, it goes to that ending that we just listened to. It's like that, the not, not only does the continuation of chords not bridge that gap very well. And so it's just harsh on your ears and your whole listening also, experience. It's, they also fucked up because it's the it's the final episode with that ender. They could have just stopped that ending song at episode 12 and then let this magnificently powerful piece play all the way through and transition into episode 14's new music. Yeah. They, they dropped the ball on that one because that song was written. It was just so good. Yeah, when you hear it standalone, and then they only played, what, like, 15 seconds of it? No, it was longer than that, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't enough. No, it was, it, it was so short, and, like, you barely, you, you hear the instrumentation and the melody playing, and then you get some vocals, and then it just switches, and it, it just, it didn't sit it right. It did not, it no, that's, that's, it, um, I, I, I'm gonna put this, this blame on the sound director. Uh, that yeah. was that was your fault. Oh God! That was your fault. <laughs> oh God! Seriously, that 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 was just like if you just thought about that instead of I know that you're under pressure and rushing to finish animes and stuff, but that was one thing like should have gone back and fixed. But let's go over our overall notes before we start playing any music. Um, one thing that I really liked is every time you think it's going to be predictable, if it's a predictable song, just blink, just blink. It will change as you go a lot of songs had really shitty a parts and just unbelievably orchestral and ornate b parts and then they would kind of like dance in between them they would play them two or three times in the track and i would start writing a pretty critical review about the song and then be like whoa 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 well now i take back what i just said but then you'd loop back the a part and yep. then you know i now i don't take it back so Lots of mixed emotions here. Um, the the timbres are so on point, like just almost too perfect for for some of these songs, especially the cursed techniques. Yeah. Uh, the vocals, we already said this, maybe the wrong choice. Uh, more instrumenty, <laughs> maybe make them more noise. Like for example, a perfect use of this. We just talked about Kanye West, and uh, I think it was Runaways that auto tune solo. You, the, he's saying words, but it's so heavily auto-tuned, it sounds like an instrument. You wouldn't be able to understand them. You have to go look them up. That's a really cool and unique way to do something. And it makes it sound like a very... sounds like the, the instrument is talking to you. And they could have done that with a lot of the vocals. That you could just go look up what they're saying. Um, now, they, could have, they also could have made them, instead of being really rhythmical and rap, um, they could have made them more legato. Just stretch out the note a little bit, stretch out the lyrics, stretch out the syllable a little longer, so the dial it doesn't step on the dialogue's toes. Uh, that's that's my that's my only other note. It's it's just stepping on stepping on audio to audio toes, dialogue and sound effects. Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the insert songs. If you could even even call them that, uh, they could have used more than just one genre. What else did I have? Lo-fi elements are used very, very well. I really enjoyed the lo-fi elements. Made it sound old and creepy. Or just enhance the not-so-lo-fi the elements. It's, 
nice, nice contrast there. Some of the coolest chord progressions and chord choices I've ever heard in any OST so far. Seriously. Awesome. Even competes with Sawano. Yeah. It's very intelligent musically. Uh, and this one, yeah, 43. That's what it was. Dialogue could have been planned better for this awesome piece. It also could have been the ender for this episode. Dumb transition to the ender. I, it was awful. It was not a good, not a good move. Uh, and they, some of the songs, like this one, number 47, A Curse Born for Mankind, it was very well built uh, for the audio world for curses. It was very intelligently put together. And then I have to talk about 48 and 49. Um, one, that's an amazing transition. And that's the comedy gold right there. That is the musical comedy gold that fits the context of the scene. Great fucking job. <laughs> uh, the only other critique that I have is towards the end of disc two, really like the last 10 songs or so, uh, there's a lot of random shit happening. Yeah, Garrett liked them and I did not. I, I like we them standalone, but I understand why you don't like them. Uh, they just, it's almost like a bonus track. Like, they could have put it on another disc that was like, here's the shit that we also had. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, that's all my overall notes. Yeah, I've already said all my overall notes. You didn't really write that much overall, No, did I didn't. I I mean, it was... It, it was a it was a lot. It, it was a lot to take in, and it was a lot to really like um, specify how I felt about it, because it varies from each song. Each track is so different, and you've got funky, and then you've got orchestral, and then you've got these like amazing singers. Like all of the singers that they have featured on these tracks are like recognized by Idris Elba or um, a finalist on The Voice. Or has played with Tech Nine, you know. It's like there's they have talent on it, and standalone, it's not horrible. And the multicultural across the board is fucking amazing because these are all like English American lyricists with like English lyrics playing on these over these Japanese composers, and it's you know it's 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 pretty awesome how they combine all of that. But I'm just so confused used for lack of a better word yeah that's fair um yeah i could see why you're confused yeah i don't know it's not bad i i i feel like i'm exerting that i don't like the osc it it's just and and honestly i said the last four tracks and really it's like the last uh it's not even the last it's like the sixth to eighth to last that i'm like this is a hard no from me they got x's yeah, I could see why you'd do that. Standalone, they sound okay. Meh. Um, overall rating for this OST uh, out of seven stars, I think we're both going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. I really was teetering on five, five and a half, and then towards the end there, and with the cons that we already described, it lost it for me. It really got uh, some negative points. Now, if you... It could have been a 10 out of 10. Like, it could have really been a 10. A 7 out of 7, I guess. It could have been 7 out of 7 because it was just killer. Most of these songs were killer. And I think if it was 45 tracks, 40 tracks, instead of 60, it would have been. But we have to look at the whole thing. So, 
that's that's how critical we're going to be. It's a four and a half. Yeah. I, I I was teetering between a four and a five. So a four and a half works for me. I'll even give it a, I'll give it 4.75. Oh, God. That's my, <laughs> we want to get real Here's technical. an extra 25%. That's right. You get an extra quarter there. <laughs> um, let's get into our favorite songs. Sure. You want my full stars, my half stars? Or my Just half full stars. stars. Cool. Because I had like, I had a bunch of random half stars. I got an interesting key here on my notes, guys. Like, I have half stars. I have some are just circles, which really means just talking point. Um, some of them are half stars, which are underlined, which are like 0.75 stars. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then we also have we have the full stars. We also have talking points that are negative with the downward arrow and the, the talking points that are positive with the upward arrow. I even gave a song that had an upward and a downward arrow. My God, it's this shit is all over the place, man. It really is. It was it was a crazy listening experience. Um, so just full stars and go a little slow. Okay, slow. Let's just have everybody keep up with this so they can listen to both of our favorite tracks. Okay, so my first track that I actually, you know what, I started three in a row, full circle stars. Okay. Um, track eight. Ryoman Sakana. I had that one too. Nine, the scariest. Me too. Ten, your battle is my battle. I didn't. That one got a talking point. For me. I I even wrote in all caps. Like what? Who am I? Um, I did eighteen countermeasure for domain expansion. Okay. Uh, twenty curse womb must die. Twenty three power of special grade curse. Mm-hmm. Twenty five jujitsu sorcerer Megumi Fushiguro. Uh, 29, Apology for a Defeat. We had a lot of the same ones. 32, Blood, mostly for blending of genres. So that was more of like a talking point. Um, 35, 7 to 3. 39, The Words That Came From Deep Inside My Gut. 43, Stand in the Darkness. That's that insert song that we've touched on. And then, God, I start a lot, guys. See, I'm not that bad. Uh, 53, <laughs> Upbringing. That was a massive, awesome ballad. I loved that. Uh, 54, Liar for the violin solo, of course. Of course. Um, 55, Had a Circle with an X. Um, and then my last full star was 59, Remember. And I... You had more stars than me. I honestly was looking so forward. After the range of songs that we had gone through that I had X... Quote unquote bonus tracks. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this has a uh, homeboy from Cold Rain on it. I was like, I expect greatness, and I got it, <laughs> and I got it. I had. Let's see here. So we did have a lot. I had eight and nine, just like you did. Okay, you didn't I have had, ten though. No, I did not have ten. I had. There's a big gap between them. I had twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. Okay. 29. Okay. That was that hammer dulcimer song. Yes. Uh, I am going to count blood. I also have blood starred. That's number 32. And 43. Mm-hmm. Of course. We got to play 43, I think. We I keep, think, we keep think talking I, about it. So we much. have to. And that's it. That's you it. You didn't full star anything else? Nope. Okay. No, I did not. I had a lot of talking points. Like, the song Boogie Woogie had an, uh, a talking point that was 
good and bad. Yeah, my my thing next to it, I didn't put a star. I just put in capital letters, what? And then I underlined it twice. <laughs> yeah. We have so there's, much to talk about in this one. So this would be like, if we did talk about every single piece in this, this would be a three-hour episode. On just the OST. On just the OST. <laughs> that wouldn't even include the credentials. We still have two more songs to do after this OST. So let's do four songs. We're going to give you guys four songs. We are going to do our favorite one, one of our least favorite ones. So we'll do 43. We'll do, what I say, 51, Fight Again. And then we'll do two character songs. Ironically, the other bromance. The other bromance. Even though it's a very one-sided bromance. We're going to do <laughs> Ryoman Sukuna's uh, theme song. And then we're going to do Megumi's theme song. So let's start with... With 43, shall we? Yeah. What did you say about it? I didn't have a whole lot of notes because it was kind of entrancing. Man, it was just beautiful. Beautiful chord choices on that acoustic guitar. Beautiful vocals. Dark underlying elements. The production is incredible. So many details. Just I just put great. You know, I got carried away too. Great lyrics and amazing verse melody. The chorus is awesome, too. Not necessarily hooky, like you would think of as a pop hook, but it doesn't need it. It's such a great insert song, almost Incubus-like. Yeah. I'm in love with this piece. Uh, I also highlighted a couple other bands, Thrice and Seosin, too, maybe even The Deer Hunter. So broody. You're broody. I am, I am broody, oftentimes. I don't know. I'm pretty no. bubbly. <laughs> Not really. I'm super bubbly. What are you talking about? <laughs> bubbly as fuck. Uh, my my notes were very simple. A beautiful song. The lyrics make sense. Sorta. I'm very interested in the melody of the instrumentation and the vocals are gorgeous. That's uh, that's it. That's what I got. That's all you got. That's what I got. All right. Well, let's fucking take a listen to it, shall we? Let's do it. Love this chord progression. And they capture the space between those chords. Like the, they fill out the gaps of space so well. It's cold. It sounds dark. I wonder he was the finalist on The Voice. His voice range is very saturated and pretty and fitting. So many great elements in here. This is what you get when a composer writes a hit song. This is my favorite composer on this uh, OSC Hirowaki Tsutsumi Who also mixed, right? Yes Yeah There's your hook, there's your chorus So good And for this scene particularly It fits so well the power behind the emotions 
Like, is this not an a, like an emotional invoking song? So emotionally invoking. It's because of how intelligent the the melody is. It borrows from other like parallel yeah. keys. This should have been the fucking closer. Like if they had just finished 13. playing it out until the very end, like you would have been stuck in that feeling like, fuck, like he is feeling some type of way right now. So this vocalist is Steve Mamolo. for anybody who might want to go check out any more of his music. It also sort of only only kind of reminds me of Deftones. Like if Deftones yes. wrote a soft song. Especially with the instrumentation in the back. That's very reminiscent of Deftones. And, and very thrice too. Yeah. Like any other song in the OST. Like yeah. it is really a black sheep of the OST, and you have to wait so long to get to it. I really wish I were in the brain of somebody who compiled the order of the OST. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who gets the say for that, but. Maybe the sound director, I don't know. God, this song's so good. And it's one of those songs that I'm not even gonna talk about the bass line, because the bass line is just there to be supportive. It's, and it's like and it's subtle too. It's not overpowering. You focus on the vocals, you focus on those very forefront, the guitar. But it's got all the production elements and effects that that you would want out of a, a piece like this. And that acoustic guitar. Jesus. I think about the end credits of this episode just rolling out as they hit that last note. God, it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. They fucked that one up. They've they dropped the ball on that one seriously. That was number forty three, guys. Go listen to that song. So so good. Without, right. it, without us talking over it. That was probably our favorite song. And let's get to this. I don't think it's our least favorite, but it's definitely a, a con. It didn't it get an X. It belongs on the cons list. But it didn't get a star. Yeah, it belongs on the cons list. I did not like this song. I thought it took away from the OST. Uh, this one is number 51, Fight Again. So for this one, I my first word was funky. And still traditional, but not Japanese. It sounds like it has its own standalone integrity, like as an ending uh, to an like to another anime. Uh, the melody or like the breakdown in between the main theme was probably my favorite part. Um, oh, and this is the one where they went, they bounced back and forth. Like only the B parts were my favorite parts. Yeah. Um, 
it was a really pretty spotlight on a flute and the traditional style with the shamisen. So they did end up bringing it back around to traditional Japanese, but it it was just weird. I didn't, I don't know. It's it's a pop song. It's uh, it's a pop song. It's pretty cheesy, honestly. Uh, the saving element of this entire song is the flute, for sure. The ambient elements, uh, the plucking and the pad are also a great parallel to the intense pop that is this song. It is cookie cutter pop with flavors of intelligence musically, but still not that great of a song if you include the main verse and chorus. The B parts are done so much better. And it personally doesn't fit the anime to me. I don't, uh, it's, it got, it's, that's, that's what brings it down to four and a half. One of the songs, four and a half stars. So let's listen to fight again. Here it is. And maybe it's the timbres of the instruments and the vocalist. Because if you, I, I'm imagining the song is like a heavier song, yeah, with, with more gravel on the voice, more grit even, like a rock song. Yeah. Mean, now I know I'm a rock fan, guys. It might sound biased, but it just doesn't fit to me. Um. So this uh, vocalist, her name is Chica. Um, she was also in V-Stars, Dr. Stone, uh, God of High School. So, And she does like a lot of the background vocals for this OST. But I just, I just don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, here's, here's B part. Oh, so good. The B part's cool. So pretty. The pads are great. The plucking's cool. That's the actually not even plucking. It's a hammer dulcimer. Yeah. So cool, we still group. highlighted that instrument, god damn it. Little trappy hi-hats going on. Yeah, cool. It's This is it cooler than the A part. It has integrity. One thing I really don't like about some anime music, too, is just how the... It's how the vocals, and or the lyrics, rather, uh, say exactly what's happening instead of being poetic or metaphorical about it. Yeah. It's not poetry anymore. They're just describing what's happening on the screen. One anime lyric I absolutely hate is fucking, like, I, we will save the day or we are heroes or <laughs> anything like that. I'm like, God, we know. so cheesy. This is the whole point of we're watching this. We know. We know what you're doing. It's called My Hero Academia. We don't need to know. <laughs> we know what we've got to do. We've always... That's generally... Sometimes we might hurt each other. Come on. That's generally like how that works. Like instead of sometimes we might hurt each other, how about the pain and anguish we inflict on ourselves? You know, that's... You could write better lyrics. Come on. I'm pretty sure and she And then we got this cool fucking lyrics. breakdown. Yeah, I really like this this spotlight on the flute. This is the Irish flute. This is the Irish flute that they use. Yeah. That's why I was like, it sounds traditional. It's 
not a shamisen. Not yet. The shamisen is at the very end. Oh, yeah. a better use of production techniques where you distort the vocals where you're not listening to the lyrics anymore it becomes more at least a little closer to an instrument and then make it clean again yeah not my favorite no one of those songs that takes away. Uh, let's get into the character songs, at least two of them. Yeah, I'm ready for Sukuna. I had a lot of notes on that one. I had a lot Did of you? notes on that one, yeah. Yeah, we wrote like eight to ten pages of notes on this one, guys. Yeah. There was a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. All right, so Ryoman Sukuna, I said it was godly. God of curses, spiritual even. It feels ancient. The string section and the exaggerated legato was beautiful and eerie. The oboe on top of the sliding violins is scary as fuck. This fool pulled out all of the orchestral creeps. Again with Hiroyaki Satsumi. Uh, the cellos and the bass with the elongated beauty violins and the whole orchestra, they just slip in that tiny grace note. It's so unexpected and creepy. Like, they just, and if you don't know what a grace note is, it's not even, an, um, it's like. Like an accidental? It's it's not even an accidental because an accidental happens outside of a chord. Um, whereas a grace note is on, especially when you're playing violin, and it, this could be, I don't know, but this could be individual to like strings. But when you played, like it's not even within the counted measure. It's just an extra note. Just extra it's just like extra. A, like it's a, not. It's not given like your beats per minute and like any of that. Like it's just like a a quick note. Like you just play it is, very fast and in, slide it into the next note. That sounds to me like it'd be a ghost note. But if you're sliding, it, it would kind. It, it'd be. It, it is. It is very similar to what you use as what a ghost I would note. consider a ghost yeah. note. Because a ghost note for me is like an implied note. Like you don't actually hear it necessarily. It hides underneath. So it's it's notated very differently than like a standard. It's more note. rhythmic. Yes, it, it is very rhythmic. So, um, and then he brings around the vocal lead again, as it is as as if it were to remind the listener that while the scare factor is there, he's considered an ancient god amongst curses, and you can't help but respect the character. So they did a very good job arranging this track because it highlights all of what you consider Sukuna. Like, you're really not really... While watching the anime or reading the manga, which could be a totally different experience, I have no idea. We didn't but read it. what I know from the anime is that Sukuna, I just want to... I want to hate him because he's a curse and we want to kill him and that's the whole goal. But I don't dislike him. Like, he gives Itadori the, the power to kill these curses for him and they're helping save people so it's uh, it's just like it's confusing it's a roller coaster I'm mind fucked I don't know 
Now, my notes for this one, it's just so dark and menacing, wild sounding, and it just gets more powerful. It is so fitting for the character. It makes you want to focus in. It draws you in. Watching every move, listening to every pulse and pause, it's impossible to read because you know the tension could snap at any moment. But it's relatable on an emotional level as well. Building rapport with the audience, but could easily just betray us as well and kill us. Such a moving string part. Man, what an awesome piece. That was my notes for that. So let's listen to Ryomen Sakuna. They draw you in right away. But like those vocals, the vocals really like add that ancient, godly feeling. Same with the the organ. Yes. And the percussion. So cool. Very exotic. And they keep drawing you in with it. Super heavy drone from the bass. Fucking love it. Cinematic percussion. Throwing fucking jingle bells in there. So much dissonance, tension. Oh, the sliding violin, so scary. It's very, it's like I learned the technique of of this just tension building and just like underlying suspense that's just permanently there. I learned it from a master class uh, from Hans Zimmer when he is doing the uh, the Joker. Oh, yeah. He's doing the Joker themes. The best Joker themes. <laughs> But it adds to But it adds to it. Exotic. Just like a just a tiny bit. A tiny bit for me to notice. So haunting.
I love that underlying arpeggiated chord that they have. It's very quiet, very subtle. Just mm-hmm. on a loop. And they do a really good job with dynamic. Like the, the way that they there's swells and then there's just like you know you get a little bit louder with the vocals. Yeah, they tell you the whole story with the legato vocals and and all those all those ambient parts um, that that you really are your ears turn towards. But then as you listen deeper, you can hear all this stuff underneath that just they they hold you there in the palm of your hand. It's done so well. You hold me in the palm of your hand. Sorry. Why are you being so weird? <laughs> Was that a weird thing for me to say? Yeah. I feel like I've said weirder. You definitely have. That doesn't make it... <laughs> that's a takeaway for how weird that was. Fuck. <laughs> are you hitting on me right now? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you ten, say that to people? 10 out of 10, yes. Okay. If you okay. don't say that to people, you should use that pickup line. I give you permission. You hold me in the palm of your hand? <laughs> hold me in the palm just, of your Yeah, hand. just walk up to somebody at the bar and just say that. <laughs> 10 out of 10 going home with them, for sure. Yes. What? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Don't don't take advice from her about hitting on people at the bar. I mean, do that. Yeah, just totally do that. See what happens. I I want to be a fly on the wall. No, we're, we're going to stop. We're going to... Just nip that right in the butt, okay? We're going to stop and move on to our next song. (laughs) I'm a little disappointed in you, Gary. We're going to go right to Megumi, who holds (laughs) Sukuna in the palm of his hand. (laughs) I brought it back around. around. I brought it back around. Fuck it, eh? (laughs) This song is track number 25, Jujutsu Sorcerer Megumi Fushiguro. Emily, what are your notes? I said, well, this song fits the character. It sounds like the start to an emo pop song, aside from the piano, uh, but still holds some integrity for strength. um, Oh, God, my notes are... Can you not read your own handwriting? No. Oh, okay. But still holds some integrity for strength. Love the guitar melody. I feel like the violins represent his sensitivity. Overall, I really enjoy this track. Like, every part of it. Isolated synth at the end uh, with some distortion was awesome. Yes. Yes, it was awesome. It is a somber, interesting, and it captures a mysterious guy with bottled-up emotions. Amazing electric guitar tone. The prog rock, or progressive rock, is wonderful for Megumi. It's all of my favorite math rock bands in an orchestral ballad. Just kind of all wrapped up in one little package. What a great piece. Fuck yeah on the breakdown. Melancholy and adrenaline inducing. It reminds me of uh, Polini or Chon or Polyphia, just to name a few. A simple outro with a great finishing melody. Awesome production all around. Mixed so well. Let's take a listen to Megumi's track. Take a listen. Let's do it. Yes. Fuck. Just getting weirder and weirder. We haven't even smoked weed yet. <laughs> I don't need weed to make Fucking me weird. nerd. Right. Sounds like the beginning of an emo pop song. <laughs> it also doesn't. S- there we go. I was gonna say it doesn't stay with that. Like it, it draws you in. You don't think it's going to go this direction. 
But it's like the mixing on this song too. It like almost sounds distant. I like the, I like the slightly broken, clean guitar tone. It's just just broken up a little bit. It's a math rock ballad. It's cool. I guess not technically math rock. Math rock's a little more complicated, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. That drum. Woo! So cool. This one was written by Yoshimasa Terui. That's a different one. Yeah. Nice. And this really fits him so well. It this does. Megumi's character. There's a lot we don't know about him. Very mysterious. There's a lot that he just doesn't tell people. He's he's quiet. He's an introvert. He's been through a lot. got this grit to this ballad that kind of reminds me of, um, not, not the grit necessarily, but the ballad, the melody reminds me of something from My Hero Academia, but then they make it Jujutsu Kaisen. And there's actually a, quite a, there's two other songs on here that are very ballady as well. And it goes back to like the first overall statements. It, this, OST takes some unexpected turns that you just don't expect, especially coming into the very beginning of it when it was almost just straight EDM for a good chunk of it. I love how they give the complicated chord progression and leads to, to two different instruments. They give us the piano as well as the, the guitar. Yeah. Very cool drum groove. And then they release you with that little breath of fresh air out of that complicated song. It was progressive. It was ornate. It was intelligently composed. I, I loved every piece, every, every part of that piece. Yes. It so, was It was great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's um there's like like we said, we can't stress this enough. There's a lot to unpack out of this OST. A lot. Uh and they do mostly a phenomenal job. There was just some, I don't know, maybe maybe it's cuz it was rushed, maybe it's cuz they're under a lot of pressure. Uh we'll cut them some slack and I can't wait to break down the OSTs for the movie, which is um spoiler alert next week. That, that'll be our our next week's episode. Yeah. We're going to do, we figure since we're on this train, it's still in theaters, keeping it relevant, y'all. That's right. And 
yeah, reminder, watch the movie first. If you haven't seen it, I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast. I don't know why I'm saying this again. <laughs> you shouldn't be listening this <laughs> don't far Don't listen. <laughs> you shouldn't be listening this far in if you haven't seen this season yet. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to do that, and I can't wait for season two. Yeah. God, I cannot wait for season two. All right, Garrett. I think it's time to move on to OP2. Yes, let's move on to OP number two. It is Vivid Vice by Huya Extended. It appears on episodes 14 through 24. It was released as a single in February of 2021 and on an EP of the same name. The single took first place on Oricon's pre-release. Huya Extended. They have an incredible lead singer, who makes up the central role of this ever-changing music unit formed in 2019. So new. He got his influence from the music his mom listened to as a child. Don't we all? That's not true. I don't. My mom listened to a lot of Creed. <laughs> <laughs> so did Love my you, dad. Mom. And John Denver. Love you, Mom. Uh, international rock is what, he, what his mom listened to. And cites Chester Bennington from Linkin Park as his main influence. He just released a full-length album in November, uh, and they're also featured in Psychopaths, Psychopaths 3, Nighthead 2041, and Build, Divide, Code White. Haven't seen any of I've them. heard a lot about Psychopaths. I know it's yeah. really dark and kind of cool, uh, so I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I haven't heard of the rest of them. Nighthead, Nighthead. Build, Divide, interesting. Yeah, so let's, let's take a it. listen to it, shall we? Shall we? Yes. All right. Yes, yeah, so we can get on to the ending. <laughs> Is that your favorite one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get through this. Oh, but this is a great one, too. Oh, no, it's so good. It's not bad. I just, like, I, I forgot what it was for a second, and then I heard it right away, and I was like, yes. All right. I much prefer this opening to the first one. What? I do. I don't like that. You don't like that? I don't like that. It's got a better intensity to it for this anime. But the opening number one has a really good... Introduced the anime really I don't well. think they're even comparable. They're of the same... They're of the same. Love this guitar tone. Especially for this part. Let me break it down. Get a little, get a little heavier. I can't talk. Into the I'm, chorus. I'm, I'm lip syncing. Drums and guitars are the highlight of this song. And I love the animation that they do for the old man's guitar. <laughs> they animated it correctly. They also were very smart about it because they didn't they didn't show his left hand fretting. Yeah. They They're like, we that. don't have to animate We'll this. just zoom in on his right hand, and we just got the downward strum and the upward strum. We nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I can't stress this enough either about how much I love the fact that the old man... Uses cursed techniques with a fucking guitar. guitar. He walks around with a fucking guitar and he is the amp. That's amazing. Ugh. It gets me. 
Yeah, I know. You're, it gets me. You're a fucking nerd. I'm a music nerd, for sure, through and through. Oh man, yeah. I that's I prefer that opener to the first one. I know we disagree on that. I don't even want to talk to you right now, so I'm just gonna read lyrics. Just go for it. <laughs> I love you so much. Love you too. Um, overflowing towards a distorted end, the surface tension of life spread apart and torn. Off to a good start. Frame the scream of boiling anger. The true form of invisible rage is becoming clear on a rope that seems to be tearing apart. You are going be still so not to disturb or take a chance and run through. Choices look like a trap. What intense lyrics. It fits. It fits really well. I want to imitate an emotionalist tone. I want to hope for an uncompassionate gong. Whoa. Tame bloated sense. Tame bloated sense. What? <laughs> yeah. Talk about metaphorical. Yeah, it's very. Oh God. My rosin fell. Very poetic. Um, do you want to explain to them what rosin is? I guess hopefully you're listening to this and you're a music nerd. But if you're a regular person, that's what uh, makes the makes the bow sticky. That's what the on the what violin. Makes the the bow work on the string because if you don't have rosin, then it's gonna be like. It's not going to be sticky. Yeah, yeah, we get it. It's weirdo. <laughs> All right. Yes, this song fits. And I think we forgot to say whether the other songs fit or not. So well, I'm just going to throw in the sound effects. I think we... In a random oh, spot. Oh, yeah. I guess we do do sound effects. It's season two. We're coming back at it for a long hiatus. So now you're you're just hearing the mistake. You're going to hear the sound effect early. You'll get it. Never mind. Fucking What am I talking about? Let's move on. Meh. <laughs> to Garrett. Um, all right. Our last ending. Our last ending. Let's go. It's Emily's favorite song. It's, it is. It's so pretty. Uh, Give It Back by Koshunier. Uh Episodes 14 through 24. It was released March 2021 as her fifth single that appeared on the album Floss X Machina. And that was released on March 16th. It peaked at number 14. And I'm feeling a lot of sad feelings about that. Um, the song Still is, made in the top twenty. Yeah, I mean it's it's true. I guess it's just not a heavy pop song. It's We've a already discussed how how we feel how the Oricon seems to work. Um, the song is a very intricate and beautiful song, and it is incredibly difficult to play on the violin, especially due to the key that it's in. Um, but enough about that. Um, the artist Koshunier formed in two thousand eleven. The initial focus of this group was concentrating only on expressing small thoughts from our minds, like spreading spores from our own world that we created in our hearts. Like, this was the way that she described her music, and that's a direct quote. Like, she's a fucking poet even when she speaks. Yeah, that's awesome. And and another thing that's crazy about this lady that makes me like this song even more is that this chick will go out into the forest and record sounds and bring it back to her band and be like, Hey, I created a song from this sound. Um, she's taken metal and records them for songs and like uses her phone to record different motifs and just runs with it. Okay. Well, I'm going to be following her right now. That's so cool. Right. Um, she's also featured in Tokyo Ghoul Re, Promised Neverland and Psychopath 3 as well. Give me one second. I'm looking her up. Okay. I'm totally it. looking her up. I, I'm, I have a few songs. Her other song, I think it's called Aphyxia. That one's really good. Um, 
There's a couple other ones. I think she just had a song that just released recently. I think it came up on my release radar. Um, as I've said before, I have a lot of Japanese artists that I follow on Spotify. So I get a lot of release radars. So it's really fun to kind of like continue on the journey. I've learned so much about them and there's so much that I haven't even said. For instance, I'd never even said that the manga creator wears a mask. I already have a song that I liked from her in my liked songs. Was it Aphyxia? No, it's I-B or Ib. I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh, so see? From her album Pure. And I love that song. Now that I'm looking, I was like, it says, oh, you have one liked song. Like, oh, oh yeah. Cool. You dummy. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's so much information that I learn on all of the creators and the composers and the artists that are in the OPs and endings. And it's really fun to follow their journey as they continue on because you never know what's going to be the next anime OP that we follow. And I'm like, yo, I've heard this song like a million, a million times. times already. All right. I'm ready to listen to it. Let's go. Let's listen to it. Here it is. Cheers. Give it back. Beautiful. I was in love with this song when it first played. And I love that they show it in a POV type of thing. Like they're on like somebody's showing it on a camera. They're at the beach. Like oh, it's yeah, very it looks intimate like a and home it's video. very yeah, it's it's very personal and it, it kind of like goes through their journey of learning how to like work with each other and how they have each other's back. And I'm here for it. And also that every day is a fucking journey. Like, you know, you have these memories and this is what you hold on to. Yeah, and a bunch of little moments that yeah. make you who you are. And the overlapping of the vocals right there. So beautiful. Key change. Love it. Her vocal range is fabulous. I also love how they, in the ending sequence, the animation, it's UG filming the whole, like all these sequences. And then pretty much right about the right, right before the key change happens. Um, it's, they, they even animate it to where it looks like a vertical video, like yeah. TikTok or, or any, any phone video you're holding it vertically and it's UG filming. And then right before the key change happens, it's, I think it's an Obara that's like, what are you doing? Stop filming. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Come on and hang out. And then that's when the key change happens. They go to the the wide screen, uh, the full screen animation, and they just bring all the characters in and show them all having a good time together. It's really cool. Um, the full version of the song is also very good. There's a lot of elements that they take out of this. And I, and I totally understand why they do it because this kind of holds the same very laid back um, progression of chords. Um, the lyrics are really short. Uh, there's a, a lot of syllables and not very many words in English. Um, I woke up with warm tears, whereas the continuation of the impatient dream is lonely. Please give it back. When will it be easier? 
against the waves that push and return. I want to believe that I'm not alone. Hold your hand. Don't get lost again from tomorrow. Follow the path of your choice. So it really does go back to like memories and like, you know, can we go back to a time where we're having fun on the beach and, you know, we're just having fun. We're playing in the water. But on a daily basis, you're battling curses and afraid of death. Yeah. And they they do a good job with like uh, the the anime itself does a great job of capturing those those filler moments without making them filler episodes. Yeah, they, they definitely belong. You still get character development in a fun and engaging way without losing the badassery of of the anime itself. Especially an anime like this is a it's a battle shonen, so it's done so well which is why it's my favorite it's 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 killer i can't i can't say enough about this anime go watch it if you haven't it's silly that you're here go away go watch it <laughs> get the fuck we, out of here we, we we love that you're here but yeah go away go away <laughs> um now for my favorite part wait does it fit oh it does fucking fits i know we keep forgetting that <laughs> so we didn't have to say anything. I could have yeah. just thrown a sound in there. Yeah. All so. right. What is the time? What is the time for now, Emily? Fun JJK facts that I think you'll enjoy. I like your tone of voice there. <laughs> you sound like a true weeb. Ease. Uh, Suguru Ghetto was inspired by Shinobu Sensui from Yu Yu Hakusho. Both were good turned Evil. Oh, cool. <laughs> I like Geto's character, too. Yeah. Um, likewise, Mahito has been compared to Thanos by the creator Akutami due to being able to see the good and evil in both of them from various perspectives. Yeah, he's a freak. A freak. He's a freak. He's a freak. All right. And this is probably my favorite because it's it's very true. So Jujutsu Kaisen is basically a healthy mix of Hunter Hunter where power levels are determined by the use of life energy and world trigger, where characters channel energy using weapons and abilities. So it's like, it's original and not at the it's, same time. That's what I was saying. It's like, it's something that, it feels really unique, even though if you break it down and you truly analyze it, it's definitely been done before. I mean, a bunch of people are comparing it to Naruto, mostly for the main the main characters it's like team seven all over again yeah but it's its own it's definitely stands in on a level of its own and it can hold its own with big animes i really hope it gets really becomes a big anime like i know a lot of that is popularity i know demon slayer has kind of taken over the world right now uh in its own right it's a great anime too but this one is is a very I think it's better, and I think it's an underdog that we should keep an eye on. And I hope that you guys uh, can can support it and give it the support that it needs to where we can keep making it more and more badass. It is, it's going to be a great one. And I haven't even read the manga, I already know. Just from the anime. <laughs> I just know. All, all those people out there who read mangas are like, duh, like, we already know, you idiot. Whatever. But unfortunately... We won't see anything more from JJK as anime watchers until 2023. Uh, we 
have to wait so long for this shenanigan. Silver lining, it's been confirmed, though. I know. It has been confirmed. I know. It's just, it's, uh, it's not It's not enough. And it was it's in theaters. It's taken Made in Abyss so fucking long, too. And that finally comes out this year. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them that are that are coming out that, honest, that, that kind of, like, switched uh, either directors. It's, um, or, what's the one I'm thinking of? Uh, to Your Eternity. Oh, it switched studios. Studios entirely. But you know what I've I've been enjoying about what anime has been doing lately is that they've been combining studios. Yes. So what what is the anime that it's Madhouse and Mappa? Um Madhouse and Mappa. Yeah. There's Are you talking about um Talked OP? Y- yeah. Also, there's so much I have to say about that, but I'm going to wait because that's, we are that doing... That deserves its own that, episode. We can't talk about that right now. I'm we not even stop. going to. I'm not even going to. But if... So in preparation, if you haven't watched Toctopi Destiny, you haven't even heard of it because it literally got no recognition. I'm about to do a reel on this because it's so upsetting. Um, go watch that anime now to give yourself enough time to when we actually cover that episode because that will be in the next four or five weeks. Um, if you listen to this podcast because you're a music and an anime fan, go fucking watch Toctopi. Do that. It's it's like, think of music that we felt about Angel Beats, oh, but yeah. so focused on a totally different dimension. We nerded out over listeners, and listeners wasn't even a good, like, story. Like, it's, I appreciated it because of all the Easter eggs that I got yeah. out of it, because I'm a fan of all of those things. It was, it was, it was an anime for me, not for, it wasn't a good one, necessarily. Not if for, like, the typical it, anime fan. If we're going to compare it to good anime, it's not a good anime, but it is for me. Now, Takto P is a fucking good anime, and it's for everybody that loves music. It's it's and not, has an appreciation for that. Yeah, and and you know me, classical nerd, like that shit. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, but um yeah, we'll go watch it because I want you guys to I want you guys to be in fully involved in that episode and I am so excited to do that one. Uh we're going to do Fire Forest season 2 coming up. We're going to do uh JJK next week again. And then we're also going to be doing my fi- one of my favorite songs from Adventure Time um, that I feel like is quite fitting for my post that I made today. So, uh, yeah. Yes. That's what we got going on. Yes, we do. We actually know what we're about to do. <laughs> and we totally didn't practice our, our outro here because uh, we had like a script for it in the last season. And it's been so long, I totally forgot what it was. But one thing I would like to say is uh, if if you guys do like this podcast if you appreciate music and sound effects and anime and being a fucking nerd all around uh if and if you want to support us and keep it going uh, we do have an etsy shop we have uh if you just want to donate throw us some cash we'd love that too um or go rate us on spotify or yes, apple podcast better yeah just, just go rate us so more people can hear that are interested in what we talk about send it to one friend you know, send it to one friend, see if they like it, because we want to get more people involved in not just anime, because anime is taking over the world. Even since we started doing this podcast, it's blowing up everywhere. I love it because I've always loved anime since I was a kid. And you go to Walmart and find anime merch. Now. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. 
we have an anime day in Austin. That happened just two days ago. Yeah, I got a tattoo from that bitch. Yeah, it's Easter Sunday today, just to put this into perspective for when you're listening to this, this whenever week. the fuck you're listening to it. Or next month or next year. Yeah, if you're a new if you're a new listener. Um, it's Easter Sunday today, and two days ago, Friday, it uh, it was anime day in Austin, and they did $40 flash tattoos. Emily got one. I didn't get one. Although they... Pussy. They... Shut up. It's my first one. I haven't got a tattoo yet, guys. I need to get one. He's in a... He calls himself a... a in a rock band. <laughs> yeah, I want, a, I want a nice tattoo. I want to drop like a thousand bucks on a tattoo, which I can't afford because I buy too much music equipment. I have, and I, I have spent too much money. And I have yet to drop a thousand. <laughs> spent too much money. Well, one, just living expenses in Austin are yeah, fucking crazy now in the past nine months. And I've invested so much money into our band, which, side note there, we are in a competition for Jam in the Van. If you've ever heard of that YouTube channel, we are in first place right now. There's six days left, I believe, uh, to raise the most money uh, for a charity called the Sims Foundation, which does mental health and uh, substance abuse counseling for musicians that need it. And I think that's a just an amazing cause. And if we raise the most money uh, by having you, well, donate money and vote for us, that's your 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 dollar is one vote essentially. Uh, we get to go to New Orleans and play a showcase for Jam in the Van, in the van, and on a stage in New Orleans. And we win a big prize package from their sponsors like Fender and QSC and all kinds of stuff. So the band's taken off. The podcast is now season two is underway. Uh, I got a new job. Emily's about to get a new job. I know you got an interview on Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> She's she's keeping her her hopes down right now. It's just she doesn't want to get overly excited and be disappointed. But I think you're going to do a great fucking I've job. I've been disappointed so much. Your heavy competition and a brand new career uh, path that you're heading into. I hate into. this, guys. If you the one piece of advice, and this is my last word that I'm going to say. Yeah, um, if you guys want to go out there and do something new, don't be surprised if you get a lot of turndowns and. I can honestly say that all of those turndowns have made me numb, but also stronger. I know what to say in the next interview. I know what not to say. And I swear it gets easier. And one day this year, I will get a job that is not in the fucking restaurant industry. I swear to fucking God, <laughs> if it doesn't happen this week, it's going to happen some week. That's how I know you're going to be successful. But on that note, guys, if you could check the all the links in the description uh, below this episode. Go follow us on social media, um, especially Instagram. That's how you can stay in touch with us. Uh, we also have, like I said, our Etsy page. Uh, if you want to get some cool anime merch, a shirt, uh, some stickers, we have to re-upload our Jujutsu Kaisen stickers because we can't call them Jujutsu Kaisen on Etsy. Copyright stuff. But we did pay for the license to use these images from up-and-coming artists so it is fan art uh it is there we got stickers buttons uh prints and our shirt yep and yeah that's that's the best way you could support us and definitely if you guys if you if you can please take the time leave us a review on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to it uh that would be a huge huge help it gets us out there to more and more people and i can't wait to 
keep season two fucking rolling. And I think that's it from me. So on that note, have a wonderful week. Happy fucking Easter. And tune in next week for another episode of Anime Anime Noise. How'd that feel, Emily? Oh, yeah. It was nerving, nerve wracking. It was nerving. It was nerving. That's how that's how nerving she is. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye we'll see y'all. you next week. Bye. This, this has been, been a Beanbag, Beanbag Chair, Chair Media, Media Production. production.